thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. From the top of my to head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer, and we're believing God for answers for your life, yes. clarity yes. for your life, yes. because um, God has a plan and it's always success. Yes. Amen. And the closer we know how to follow the word and follow the plan, uh, then we're going to have greater success in life. Amen. Yes. To help us in walking out the plan that he made for us. God has given us the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Um, but we have to learn to follow the Holy Spirit. And so although this is called Jesus the Healer, we are taking time and we're teaching on this subject called following the Holy Spirit. And the reason we're doing that is because he'll lead you into health. If you follow him. I mean, he has given me counsel along the way about my health. I mean, he'll say, stop doing this or don't do that. And he's talking about physically, you know, and uh, the closer we follow him, the more help we receive from him. And so we're teaching how to recognize, follow the Holy Spirit and what he'll do in you. And I will say this, we've taught for weeks on this. We've said so many things, go back and please watch some of that that's previous because we don't have time to restate everything. But we're just thankful we have divine help in living yes. this life. And the Holy Spirit only ever leads in line with the Word of God. If it doesn't line up with the Word, it's not the Holy Ghost. I don't care how spectacular, I don't care how dramatic, I don't care how many goosebumps you felt. If it's not in line with the Word, it's not the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so we were looking at 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, and it reads, but you have an unction from the Holy One. That word unction is the same word as anointing, or we could say Holy Spirit. These are all synonymous or like terms. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Well, what's that mean? <laughs> because you can, we can look at some and say their lives don't look like they know all things. <laughs> uh, it looks like they don't know some things, you know. Well, let me just say this. The more we follow the Holy Spirit in us, the more accurately we'll live. Amen. Amen. When he says here, and you know all things, he doesn't mean all things in about every, every scope of life, yes. every yes. profession of life. He's talking about, you know, all things pertinent to your life, yes. that you can know the answer for every situation that arises as you learn to look to the Holy Spirit. Amen. You give attention or you turn toward the divine helper within, the divine genius within, because he will not, he will not insert his help uninvited. So as we turn toward him and we acknowledge him, we say, Holy Spirit, you're in me. Look at this. You have an unction from the Holy, from the Holy One. 
You have an, he's in there. You don't have to pray for the, for God to give you the Holy Spirit. If you're born again, the Holy Spirit's in you indwelling. Now there is such a thing as an infilling of the Holy Spirit. When you, when you say, I want to receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit and you get filled up and it flows out and evidence that you're full is you're speaking in tongues. But, uh, every born again believer has the Holy Spirit in them. Every born again believer has the Holy Spirit in them. And if you'll turn toward him, he'll lead you. So why does it look like when it says, and you know all things, talking about pertinent to your life, why does it look like in the lives of some believers that they don't know all things? They've gone this wrong direction, that wrong direction, running into this difficulty and that difficulty. We have to turn toward the one who will lead us in all things. And so those who acknowledge the Holy Spirit more will be led more. It's not that someone has earned it more by praying or reading their Bible. The Holy Spirit is a right of, the leading of the Spirit is a right of sonship. It doesn't come because we earn it. But the more we feed on the Word, the more time we spend in prayer, the more sensitive we become. And the greater success we have at recognizing how He's leading us. We don't pray, we don't read our Bibles and pray to earn his leading, but to recognize his leading. Now there's a difference. Amen. It helps us to recognize his leading. And if we'll follow him, we'll, we'll come into a knowing. We'll know what we need to do in every situation of life. Then down in verse 27, it reads, First uh, John 2, 27, but the anointing, here it's called the anointing, but the same thing as the unction. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. He's not going to leave. Amen. He's there 24 hours a day and it goes on. And you need not that any man teach you. Look at this. You need not that any man teach you. It's not talking about you're unteachable. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying there are some things about your life that no man can teach you. Only the Holy Spirit can unveil and reveal things that are pertinent to your individual life. Your individual call, what's God called you to? How's God directing you specifically? That doesn't mean you don't listen to somebody who knows God better than you. Amen. Because God's given us pastors and all the fivefold offices to teach us the word of God so that we can better recognize uh, how God is leading our lives. But uh, we also need to be teachable. Now, I'll say this. When you're sitting under someone who is teaching under the anointing of God, that is not that man teaching you. That's God teaching you. That's the Holy One teaching you, that anointing teaching you. Amen. But as I said, there are specifics about your life that no man can teach you. There are these inner workings, you know, that uh, when, when the Spirit of God is leading your life a certain direction, God's not going to lead your neighbor and tell your neighbor what to do about your decision to make. That's why you can't run around and say, tell me what to do with my life. Tell me what to do. Now, don't misunderstand me. You can go to a pastor or you can go to those who are a sound spiritual voice in your life and you can run by them. This is what I'm sensing. This is what seems right. Can you talk to me out of your experience? 
What have you experienced something like? You see, so that you can learn from someone's experience and you can learn from what they know about the Word of God because they can teach you the Word. But when it comes down to the final decision, it's between you and God. What seems right to your spirit? What is God telling you? This is what John is referring to. He's not saying don't, he's not saying be unteachable. He's saying there are some things no man can teach you, but the Holy Spirit in you will teach you. That's what he's saying. Amen. So turn toward him, acknowledge his help. Amen. Now, I want to look again, 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. Let's go a, a little further. But the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and you need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things, look, all things pertinent to you. He's not going to teach you something about your neighbor so you can go tell your neighbor how to live their life, right? You're not, we're not the Holy Ghost for anybody else. <laughs> Amen. So he, he says here, but the same anointing teaches you of all things. Look at this. And is truth. Is truth means this. It's a safe guide. What the Spirit is telling you is true. You don't have to question, is the Spirit right? And what I'm sensing in my spirit, is that right? It's tr it is truth. Why? Because what the Spirit communicates to you is based on the Word. And the Word is truth. That what the Spirit communicates to you is based on God's will for your life. And that's truth for your life. So it says this, the same anointing teacheth you of all things and is truth and is no lie. Amen. Now look at this. It, I think that's so interesting. It is no lie. Why? Because when you go to follow the Holy Spirit, how he's leading you, sometimes it looks like you missed it to circumstances out here or to your mind. You'll say, that does not make sense. <laughs> For example, God, we, my husband and I owned a home. God began dealing with us about selling that home. In the process of, we had that on the market, we had not sold the home, but we went and we were just looking for another home. Not because we were ready to buy, we were just interested in what was on the market. That's all, we, we were just gonna see what was on the market. We never intended to go anywhere and put in another contract on another home. But as in our looking one day, we walked into a particular home and God said to my husband, buy this home. And Ed said, I'll buy this home when this one sells. When my, the one I currently have, when it sells, I'll buy this one. God said, no, buy it now. Yeah. Now see, yeah. <laughs> human reasoning goes, that's not a good business decision to be carrying two mortgages or that's where we, what, we were do, what we would be doing at that time. That's not good business sense. And any business advisor will tell you, a financial advisor will tell you don't do that. Family members tell you don't do that. But if the Spirit tells you, it's the truth. And it's no lie. <laughs> Even when your head said, this ain't going to work. But if it came from the Spirit, it's the truth and it's no lie. There have, and, and it turned out we did what the Spirit said. Our first home sold, and then right after that, my husband went home to be with the Lord. And so, see, I had, I had made that transition before he transitioned to heaven. I made the transition to another home. God did not want me having to deal with the trans, this transition of moving homes, and there were other things connected to that. The genius of God. It looked like 
it would be a hardship, but it made my future easier. It was the truth. And it was no lie. Even when my head said, this is the wrong step. There have been times when the Spirit of God in dealing with business decisions, when my husband went home to be with the Lord, he had about eight large projects unfinished. I had to finish those. He had been he had been trying for about five years to get those finished. Within one year, every one of them was done and I was completely out of debt with those. Wow. Several millions yes. of debt that was paid off. Why? I followed the one who knew and he taught me all things about those situations. I could not go to someone. No, another, no other man could tell me what to do in the face of all these things. No fear. I had the one in me who teaches me all things. Even though I'm not a, I wasn't a lawyer, even though I'm not a banker, even though I'm not a financial guru, <laughs> and I'm not a financial advisor, I had help in all things because the anointing that abides in me was teaching me all things. If I would have gone out here and looked to counsel out here, I would not have gotten the same direction that the Holy Spirit gave me. Because the Holy Spirit told me to, he advised me in ways that no man would have advised me to do. (laughs) But when I did what the Spirit said, it was the truth. And it was no lie. (laughs) On one particular business transaction, the Spirit of God told me to do something. And when I did what he told me to do, it looked like it got worse. And you know what? The devil would say, you messed that up. And you know what I would answer? It's the truth and no lie. That, that was my answer to that opposition. No, the Spirit led me to do it. And anything the Spirit leads me to do is the truth and no lie. It will come out the way he says. And it did come out the way he says. See, people think that when God tells them or the Spirit leads them to do something that everything automatically looks like that was the right decision. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. What about this? What about when God told Moses, go back to Egypt, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. So he goes back. He tells Pharaoh, let my people go. Did, did the Pharaoh go, oh, you're right. God's dealing with me. God's speaking. This is God. I, I cooperate. No, he didn't. Not only did he not agree, you know what he did? He increased the, the slaves' workloads. What was it? Things got harder in the natural. It looked like it was going the wrong direction. This is why this scripture tells you when the Spirit of God tells you to do something, it's the truth and no lie. And it doesn't matter if it looks like it got harder. It's no lie. Everything that looks like it got harder is the lie. But what the Holy Spirit says is not the lie. That's the truth. Uh, what about this? Um, and we know it turned out, right? Yeah. With, with, uh, with Moses in that situation, God's people were let go. God told Pharaoh, let my people go. He was trying to tell him how to release God's people and have everything intact in his nation. Because see, they lost everything because he wouldn't let the people go. You say, well, God destroyed their nation. No, the man's a rebellion. God, God was trying to help them out of that problem. My people are coming out. My people are coming out. That's what he's saying. So if you'll let them go 
and not try to hold them back, your water will stay clean. The locusts won't eat your crops. Your cattle will still be intact. Your firstborn will still be alive. He was trying to tell them how to have everything intact when he delivered his people. But because they, he didn't believe what God was saying, you see. But when the Spirit of God says something to you, believe him. Believe him. And when it looks like it's the wrong direction, just hold to it. And this, what you say, what is your answer? You, you, you answer the way I did. I'm following what the Spirit said, and it's the truth and no lie. And every situation will turn to show that this is the truth and no lie. Amen. I had to use that time and time again. It held me steady when it looked like things were going the wrong way. What about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They held to the word. What was the word? We will have no, uh, no false gods before us. We're not bowing down, King Nebuchadnezzar, and worshiping your golden image. We're not doing that. Why? We already have the word on it. We don't have to pray. We already know what to do. So what happened? The king said, heat the furnace seven times hotter. What happens? The natural looks like it gets heated up. The natural looks like it grows worse. But you know what? It's the truth and no lie. And it played out that way. Amen. They were delivered. And they were delivered in such a way that it turned a nation to God. The whole nation. King Nebuchadnezzar no longer called for them to worship that golden thing he had going on. But now he said, their God is God. And now that he called for the nation to worship their God. By them being willing to hold to the truth of God's word, it changed a nation. Three men changed a nation. Amen. So when it says what this, what, what this verse says in John, that what the Spirit tells you, it's the truth and no lie. And even as it hath taught you, you shall abide in him. Yes. Look at this, abide in him. Yes. What about abiding in him in your fellowship with him? Yes. What about abiding in him through the word? Yes. What about abiding in him though through holding to what the Spirit told you to do? Yes. When I hold to what the Spirit told me to do and circumstances look opposite, I'm abiding in Him. I'm not leaving His counsel. If I leave counsel, I leave abiding in Him. Now, He's not quit. He doesn't stop abiding in me, but I can leave His guidance. But if I will say, no, I know this, that's what the Spirit of God told me. And it'll turn because it's the truth and no lie. And I'm going to abide in what he said. I'm not going to question what he said. I'm not going to doubt what he said. I'm not going to cast aside what he said. I'm going to abide in him. And one way I abide in him is hold to what he told me to do in the face of opposition. I remember uh, one situation um, when my husband went home to be with the Lord because uh, he primarily was at the helm of all these business transactions. Uh, him and the pilot that he worked with, and th- those are the two that went home that day um, unexpectedly. So the two men who knew the most about the business transactions were no longer here. So I met with the staff and I said, anything you know, any pieces you may know about these different business transactions or about business transactions that are on the table that I didn't know were on the table. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> um, so after a few, after, a, 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 well, a couple months, one of the staff members came and said, Pastor Nancy, I just remembered something. Okay, here we go. <laughs> they said, you have 
a large sum of money due that was due. They told me, and I think it was about February they told me, and it was due the 1st of July. And I said, there's a large amount due, six figures. <laughs> large six figures. And I said, are you talking about with the ministry or me personally? They said, you personally. I go, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> Just get in line. You know, I've got all these other transactions to do. So I, when that happened, I did not go, I did not turn to worry. My help is not in worry. I didn't turn to fear. Fear does not hold my help. Where you turn, make sure it's big enough to deliver you. I, I didn't, listen, my, the mind would have wanted to start going to the, all the, what am I going to do and start trying to solve, solve it myself mentally. I didn't do that. I, I turned to this way immediately. Why? This is too much for me. <laughs> That's why he's in there to handle, to handle these situations. So I immediately looked here and I said, Holy Spirit, what do you say to me on this? And this is what he said, don't do anything. I go, oh man, <laughs> it took more faith to not do anything than to try to do this, do that, do this. Maybe I can get an extension. Maybe I can go this direction. I had several different options of directions that would bring relief, not not victory, but relief. <laughs> Don't settle for relief. Hold out for victory. I could have gone these others that would have relieved the situation, but I'd had to deal with it in another form down the road. So when I, I immediately looked this way and he didn't say, it's not like in words. I just had a sense. I had a knowing, don't do anything. Nancy, are you listening right? And every time I would look, I'd have the same thing. Don't do anything. I said, all right. If you're saying don't do anything, that includes worrying. Don't worry. I'm not going to touch it in my thought life. Now, if you, and I'd say, God, if there's something you need me to do regarding it, I'll do it. But until I hear something else, I'm not doing anything. So about there was one avenue that I knew of that possibly that supply could come through. But I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I, I told God this the day my husband died. My faith is attached to my provider. My faith is not attached to an avenue. I will not look to any avenue and call that avenue my provider, never. You are my provider and you have many avenues or many channels that you can use. And I will not set my faith on an avenue because if one avenue is not the flow, there's another one. So my faith is set on you. It's not set on avenues. So I knew of one avenue that possibly that supply could come through. Four weeks before the money is due, four weeks I get a call that that avenue has shut down. That's not an avenue. And you know what? I, I'm in the middle of meetings. I'm traveling on the road. And I said, God, if that's not the avenue, you got so many more. So that does not bother me that that avenue shut down because my faith is not on that avenue. My faith is on you. Now see, learn that. How do you know if your faith is on an avenue 
how do you respond when that avenue changes? Yes. Then you know. Yeah. That means if, if, you, if you were working a job and they did layoffs or something and you got upset, you know your faith was attached to that job. No, attach your faith to God. So I said, doesn't matter to me whether that avenue's open or not. God's got, God's got avenues and God's, God's, God's got an answer for this. God, you, I'm, I'm waiting for you to solve it. Go ahead. Because I can't do it. I, can't, I couldn't do it at, when I had five, four months left. I certainly can't do it when I got four weeks left. And so I refused to worry. I refused to touch it. And I refused to go to an avenue of my own making. I refused. And there were options that I could have of my own making taken those options. I could have. But I said, I'm not going to do that because what I, what I sense and hear is don't do anything. That means he's got something. That's what that means. And if I do something, then I'm going to abort what he's got. And I'm not going to take a less than flow. So for a week, so see, it was four weeks before I got a phone call. That avenue is shut down. I didn't touch it. One week later, the same person called back and said, Nancy said, uh, I decided I was not going to allow that to happen to you. I went back and I demanded in your behalf that this transaction take place and said, just want you to know the check's on the way to you. Three weeks before the money's due. See, he said, don't do anything. When my mind naturally would, if it want to try to touch it, especially when you wake up in the morning or when you go to bed at night, things grow calm and your mind has time, right? Discipline your thought life. This is, listen, all this is pertinent to healing. I said every bit of this is pertinent to healing because the way the spirit leads in one arena is the same way he leads in another arena. The way you have success in one arena is the way you have success in another arena. So although you hear me talking about financial situations, don't limit it to financial. It will work for your healing. Whatever he says is the truth and no lie. Hold to it. And so... um, so I, I would answer, especially four weeks before when that avenue apparently shut down. Um, I said, what the spirit said is the truth and no lie. I don't have to do anything. God's working on this. Now, I firmly believe that if I would have, because see, the devil knows how to mess with circumstances. If he would have gotten me in fear when that avenue looked like it was shutting down, if he would have gotten me in worry, that that avenue would have remained shut. You understand that? But because he couldn't get me in worry, he couldn't get me in fear for that whole week, that avenue opened back up. Amen. Why? Because what the Spirit says is the truth and no lie. You have to learn to hold to what He says. Let everything else be a liar. Let everything else change around you. But what He said is the truth and no lie. What what the Spirit says. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. He's in you helping you so that you know what to do in the face of all situations of your life. This is something that we're teaching in our book called Following the Holy Spirit. We want you to get your copy at DufresneMinistries.org. You can go there and order your copy today. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this important book by Nancy Dufresne, 
following the Holy Spirit, you will learn how to recognize and follow the leading of the Spirit and receive God's help in every arena of your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. God has provided a way for His children to have ongoing visitations from Him. But many Christians don't recognize these visitations. Your life will be changed as you meditate on the revelations in this book, Visitations from God by Nancy Dufresne. Order your copy now at DufresneMinistries.org. This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us for our annual Ladies' Conference right here in Murrieta, California, October the 3rd through the 5th, Tuesday through Thursday. We invite you to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and get more information. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.